A fantasy football podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100. Bet $100 and you'll get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And welcome in to the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the mothership. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is Mr. Andrew T.D. King. Rob, how are we doing, sir? Oh, I got you muted. <laughs> I One more said, time. I said I'm kind of bummed that uh, fantasy's... Fantasy's over, man. Redraft is done. You know, uh, best ball is pretty much done. You know, now we can look forward to yeah. the best ball playoffs and uh, move on to some other things, you know. But uh, it's a, it, it was a bummer, man, after, uh, you know, after Sunday night, realizing it's all over. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to get into reviewing. You know, that kind of helps us next year prepare a, a little bit already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready to dive into it. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm still waiting. Uh, my 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 leagues, you know, we're we're in limbo right now. You know, after Monday night, and um, yeah, I'm I'm still you know, you know, going back and forth with all of it. You know, it was really just down the last handful of days. Was up all night. You know, on Monday night. You know, constantly refreshing, looking for updates on Demar. Um, you know, really grounds you when you when you see something like that. I, I feel like, and then. Today I was watching videos of other people collapsing in other sports. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's it's a very weird time for the NFL fantasy owners. So I'm hoping for some good news out of Demar this week. It sounds like things are progressing and getting better. Um, but you know, while I agree, you know, that game should have been canceled. I also, you know, agree that it pr- probably should be rescheduled given the ramifications around the league. You know. Baltimore doesn't even need to play this week. You can give the you can give the the Bengals two weeks off if you want. You know what I mean. So, um, and I know that they're still getting that game scheduled. You know the the Bengals and Ravens game. So, but I am excited to you know get in some reviews. You know some some one two three four five star reviews for our fantasy players. We're going to be grading these guys. You know based off of you know we're we're reviewing a restaurant. You know you know go to the go to the Google leave a review right. I was coaching some uh, some high school hockey earlier. Me and the referees, you know, we weren't seeing eye to eye on a particular play. And he actually told me, he's like, hey, if you don't like it, you can leave a Google review. I was like, you can do that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that was possible, but uh, good, good line, bud. Good line. You know, my 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 uh, player just got cross checked in the throat, but I'm glad that you can, you know, make a joke about it. That's fantastic. (laughs) Ten out of ten. Do not recommend. Right. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he he thought he was funny. The refs were buzzing for sure, but uh, you know, our our bench was a little more somber because you know one of our guys is laying down on his back, <laughs> like getting checked out. But that's neither here nor there. In this episode, we are going to be covering quarterbacks. We're going to be reviewing uh, quarterbacks from this season. Again, one through five star reviews. Obviously, there's going to be some guys that you know are absolute five-star studs, right? Especially the, the the top five guys from this season. But we're also going to be discussing their outlooks potentially for next season. You know, what type of long-term asset they are, how their values can be increased or decreased going forward. So let's dive right in. You know, the first guy up, fantasy point leader at the quarterback position this year, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think we can both agree, five-star performance this year, no? Yeah, definitely. Especially with losing Tyreek Hill, you know, we were kind of uncertain as to what 
you know, what was going to happen with that. You know, he's a, he was a big part of the offense and uh, mm-hmm. I just had faith in Andy Reed, obviously to, to figure it out and figure it out. He did. I mean, Patrick Mahomes obviously was leading by, I, I don't know what scoring you're using, but when I'm looking here, I mean, he was what, 20, 21, 22 points more than, uh, than Josh Allen. Yeah. In my league, it's 31, but again, scoring okay. is going to vary, you know, pending, you know, the yardage and things like that. He finished with 40 passing touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns and 12 interceptions. So if he goes out there in week 18 and drops four passing touchdowns, he'll have a four to one TD ratio. Uh, obviously he's going to finish pretty close to that regardless. Uh, very, very happy with what I got this year, especially, yeah, you're right. Without Tyree kill, I had, you know, Mahomes at probably about quarterback two this year because of Tyree Kill's gone. Oh, they're losing their biggest deep threat weapon. Why would I have them still at number one, you know, after after this year? You know, my big, I guess, conversation piece for Patrick Mahomes is, you know, going forward. Obviously, he still has all the skill set. He's young. He's got a long career ahead of him. But, you know, Kelsey, his big target now, obviously, Hill's gone. Kelsey's 33. I don't see him going anywhere. You know, if they even if they win the Super Bowl this year, I, you know, pretty well assume he's coming back. I would give him at bare minimum one to two more seasons uh, still. But I think that this free agency period is going to be very interesting for potentially wide receivers and uh, tight ends or even a running back. Who who knows? I mean, I feel like this team is going to be constantly looking for offensive weapons for Mahomes. He's their franchise. They have to kind of bring, you know, feed him, you know, talent. Um, I don't trust them, you know, moving forward necessarily say with like MVS, Kadarius, Tony and Sky Moore, you know what I mean? Like, they got to get a name. They got to get a name in there, and maybe not. It's maybe not, maybe it's not a huge name, but you know, someone that's a live option on the field, right? Are there any particular names out of free agency or trade targets that you think that the Chiefs should be prioritizing or would fit well with this offense in Mahomes? Yeah, I think one guy that I don't think he's coming up for a new contract or anything uh, is DeAndre Hopkins. I mm-hmm. uh, just heard a little rumblings of you know he could potentially be on the block, you know, to. I, you know, because again, Kyler got hurt just recently, mm-hmm. so he's not going to be back at the start of the of the season. Right. If the Cardinals decide that they may, con- you know, not be contenders, uh, he mm-hmm. could potentially be on the move. So that would be extremely interesting, you know, to get DeAndre Hopkins in that offense. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, could could, Ma- could Mahomes even be better? I mean, yeah, of course. Like with DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, he his ceiling would be so exponentially high. So you know, that that would be somebody that would be very interesting. But I'm just I'm looking at uh, the upcoming. 2023 free agents here mm-hmm. and there's a couple of guys that are interesting um you know like let's see here uh alan lazard i know that they just took mvs away from green bay but i, I mm-hmm. believe alan lazard's probably a better wide receiver than mvs so that that would be interesting um like also that. you know a, a deep dive here a, a guy that's a little older jarvis landry i think could be very good in that offense as well not not a high yardage guy but a guy that you could definitely rely on you know on third downs and, and a guy that has pretty good hands so you know just, just a couple of guys that are interesting but honestly like the free agency for wide receivers it's not fantastic but it's you know, it's, it's okay. I mean, there's, there's the likes of Jacoby Myers. I think Juju's um, going to be up again. I think his deal is going to be over. I think they only took him for a one-year deal, I believe. So they did. So, yeah. So, you know, potentially they could just re-sign Juju as well. Um, there's mm-hmm. Darius Slayton, uh, Marvin Jones, Miko Hardman, again, you know, uh, already with the Chiefs. So there's not a, a ton of guys that are going to be available, but you, mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, the Chiefs are willing to go out and spend some money and also, 
you know, make trades because they obviously know that they only have their core set of guys for so long. So mm-hmm. maybe we see them just go make a, a really nice run at somebody that we don't even expect. So it's it's going to be very interesting. But um, yeah, I mean, I I agree with you on the Kelsey thing. I don't think Kelsey's going anywhere, even if they win the Super Bowl. I don't think he's going anywhere. No, I, I definitely think he's going to be around, but you need to get that guy in there to, you know, continue to move the needle. I, I really like the DeAndre Hopkins take. I had a similar thought, but it was Devontae Adams, who mm-hmm. is, 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 is going to cost more, right? Like, you're going to have to pay a pretty penny for either of those guys. But Devontae Adams is definitely going to cost a lot more, given, you know, what the Raiders, you know, have, have spent on him, right? Yep. So <clears throat> either of those would be great options. The nice thing about the Chiefs is it's a great landing spot for anybody. Look at what Ju- this is a great season for Juju after last year in Pittsburgh, right? So, yeah, I, I could definitely see them re-signing him. A couple other names, uh, Darius Slayton, DJ Chark. I think that those guys would be very good fits in this offense. Slayton had a very nice bounce back here with the Giants. Great A dot player, great downfield threat. I feel like that could fill a big need for them. And with um, who was the other name that I said? Sorry, DJ Shark. DJ Shark similar similar situation can can open up the field i like what he did in detroit but i have to feel like they're going to move on from him and you know move towards jameson williams mm-hmm. yeah definitely and and again you know we don't know what teams are kind of maybe packing it in like like the rams are interesting to me because if they lose mcveigh if Stafford's not going to be there do they really need to hold on to cup for for super long you know could cup That's become available one, yeah. i mean could you imagine cup in this offense i mean good lord that would they like would <laughs> they do it like you know what i mean though like like I have to imagine they're, they're, if they trade Cup, they're going to trade him to a team with better draft capital because they're going to want a lot That's of true. picks be, because they have no picks, right? Like I have to, I have to feel like that would be a, a taller order. Taller yeah. order. Um, also at tight end, uh, just a few notes: Mike Isecki, Dalton Schultz, Evan Ingram. I think those are decent options. And don't be su- su- surprised if you see, uh, see Jawan Johnson land there. Uh, he's somehow labeled a wide receiver. I don't know if he made a shift or, or what happened there, but. Uh, he was not listed on the tight end list, but he was on the wide receiver list, rather. So uh, I would love to see any one of those guys on that offense uh, in double tight end sets. Gasecki, yep. Schultz, Ingram. I mean, they don't necessarily fit, you know, for, you know, one receiving, one blocking. Those are all more offensively or- oriented tight ends. But I think what we saw this year with them pushing the ball downfield just a little bit less, I think those three guys would really fit into that mold. Yeah, I mean, you're you're 100% accurate. I'm just trying to think, like, that offensive scheme uses two tight ends, but I think that they have, I mean, they, they have Noah Gray, and mm-hmm. he's obviously on a very low deal for them. So, like, for them to really do that, I feel like they would have to make it a conscious effort to make sure they have two tight ends on the field a lot if they're going to mm-hmm. go get a better guy. So, I, I, I'm, yeah, I think that that could happen, but it would be interesting. I think that they would have to, you know, definitely change up the scheme a little bit if they're going to go do that. Yeah, Dalton Schultz is still 26. I feel like that would be a really solid move for them, targeting him potentially in free agency. Um, but also, he could get tagged as well. So Yeah. All right, let's move on. Next up, we got uh, Josh Allen uh, <clears throat> doing it all. Uh, 32 passing touchdowns, 13 interceptions, rushing 746 yards and seven rushing touchdowns, bringing him to 39 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Obviously, this is with you know uh, 16 and one quarter game played. You know, we, we may get some more numbers from him, potentially two more starts. We'll see what happens there. But we got to be, again, five stars for Josh Allen here. We're, we're, we're not uh, getting, you know, two off five stars out of the uh, the top five here. So another fantastic season from him. Uh, there was really no, like, down spots in his game, I felt like. You know, I know that we were a little bit disappointed in uh, Stephon Diggs down the stretch. So maybe not finding, like, you know, your A1 target down the stretch of the season, not so great. 
Uh, but I know all of us were... I think the interceptions part, he threw more interceptions this year. He started doing more Josh Allen things like, you know, we saw when he first came in the league. Mm -hmm. He was throwing interceptions in the red zone a little bit more. So that was a little concerning. But I mean, yeah, outside of that, you're 100% correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too worried uh, about the interceptions. I, I feel like those are going to come and go. Like, you know, this year, I, I, not to get too far ahead, but Jalen Hurts, very low amount of interceptions. It, it, it's just a number that, you know, you don't necessarily take into account their passing accuracy because obviously Allen is super accurate. There's just so many things that can cause an interception, you know, tip balls and stuff like that. You know, right. your your strength of schedule, you know, if you're just, you know, especially like in that division, when you're getting the Jets and the Patriots, their defense, their defenses have been more revamped in the past couple of years. So uh, just a few other factors to take in mind there. Get a quick question from the chat. We got Drew saying, who are you taking in dynasty, dynasty leagues, Watson or T-Law? Loved the progression from Trevor Lawrence this year. That's where I'm going to go. Just a higher trust uh, factor. He looked like the prospect that we thought he was supposed to be this season. So I'm going to go with him for sure. Yeah, I agree too. And don't forget, they have Calvin Ridley. They traded for Calvin Ridley. He's sitting there waiting, waiting to come in. So, uh, yeah, this offense is going to be even better next year, I mm -hmm. think. So, yeah, I would take Trevor Lawrence as well. I just, I don't see the upside in unless the Browns make another good move for like another wide receiver. Deshaun obviously can move around, and we have, we didn't get to really see what he's going to be able to do. But I mean, even so, I, I would mm -hmm. much rather have Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, you're getting the upgrade in the weapons. That receiving core is going to be Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, and Zay Jones. Three names um, yeah, that have been buzzing the last couple seasons. Yeah, and that's even not not saying that they're going to draft somebody as well. I mean, you know, they, they could potentially do that because I'm mm -hmm. not sure how they have how long they have Christian Kirk or Zay Jones for as well. But yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, so they, they could even go and draft like a guy on like a, a you know, day two, day three guy. So that's it's going to be very interesting. But yeah, I, I would much rather have Lawrence. Uh, speaking of kind of, you know, dynasty comps, who would you rather have right now, Mahomes or Allen? You're looking at like passing upside versus, you know, passing upside with rushing upside, but obviously the passing upside is a little bit lower for Allen. Oh, man. You know, if it's four point for passing touchdowns, I think I'd rather have Allen due to the fact mm -hmm. that he's yeah. going to run more than Mahomes. If it's six point, sense. I'll take Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that makes, that makes very good sense. Uh, I guess I'll go, I'll go with the same answer. I wasn't, you know, considering the, the, the scoring format, but no, that, that makes sense. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Mahomes more because of the passing upside and most, I, I don't play in four uh, point quarterback leagues or four point quarterback touchdown leagues. So it's not something I'm really close to or exposed to. In fact, now that I think of it, I don't think I ever have, um, Mahomes can still run, man. He's got he only 58 rushing attempts, but 329 rushing yards. That's about half on Josh Allen's amount. Josh Allen went for 115 on uh, attempts for 746. It's, it's kind of on par, uh, honestly. It's just that you're not going to see QB design runs set up yep. for Mahomes, right? So 100%. if you have any sort of you know rushing premium scoring in your league, I would say Allen would be the answer there as well. Yeah. Hey, before we move on, just just trivia question for you. Do you know which quarterback has the highest average points per game, and do you know what they are, roughly? I don't know what it is. I would assume it's Jalen Hurts on a per-game basis. It is Jalen Hurts. Do you mm -hmm. happen to just, just take a guess? You know, how many points on average do you think he was scoring? Um, Again, and this is per format, but I'm just regular six-point passing touchdown, mm -hmm. you know, everything regular, no no additional bonuses. He's not the goat, by the way. He's the king, the TD king. Uh, oh, hey, look, that's Daryl. That's my buddy Daryl. That's, <laughs> that's who we did. Uh, yeah, that's who we did the, uh, the the draft day two for. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Nice. I love it. What's, What's up, Daryl? That's, that's <laughs> sweet, dude. That was awesome. I was up late watching. I was up at 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, what a long night. 
I can only imagine. Um, I don't know what the number is. I'm going to say, uh, you know, somewhere between 25 and 27 points. You, you 100%. Yeah, it was uh, 26.7 points per game. That's, that's pretty damn good. What do I win? Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason why I know, or the, the reason why I guessed the, that player is because I just told you not that long ago, I knew that he threw the most or the least amount of interceptions. I knew that he was the most efficient QB. So that's that's just really what it was. Because I know he had, I mean, we'll, we'll just get to him here in a minute, but I know he had over 30 plus touchdowns and only five interceptions. That's just going to be, you know, house money and then the rushing, et cetera. So let's just get to him. He's right here at number three, uh, five star QB this season, Jalen Hurts, 321 fantasy points in my league, QB three. And honestly, he, I, I feel like he would have probably finished QB one had he not gotten hurt, you know, or at least been very, very close to it. Uh, let's see. We got a total of. 22 passing touchdowns, five interceptions, and 13 rushing touchdowns. Does that lead the like the entire league? No, it can't. I think Jamal had more. Mm, yeah, yeah, Jamal. So. Yeah, Jamal had more, but he was tied for second. Derrick Henry 13, Austin Eckler 13. So he's he's right up there, right? Um, and you, you have to just love that usage in the uh in the red zone. You have to love how the offense is just geared around him. I don't know, man. I don't know how to really make this team better. They look really good right now. The defense is solid. Well, maybe maybe their upfront group could be better, but they got a good, good group on defense, but specifically to Hurts in the offense, Goddard, Smith, A.J. Brown now. like It feels complete. It feels like, if anything, he might need maybe another running, running attack there, maybe another running back. What do you think? Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Miles Sanders. You know, are they going to resign him? Are they going to let him go? Are they going to keep mm -hmm. Gainwell? Um, I, I do think that the core group ain't going anywhere. You know, obviously they have Smith on, on his rookie deal yet. AJ Brown mm -hmm. was just signed and Dallas Goddard, I don't think is going anywhere either. So I, it'd be interesting to see them potentially replace Quez Watkins with somebody else. You know, another speed guy. I think Quez Watkins is Don't fine, let Sean but, hear that. Don't let, uh, don't let Sean hear that. <laughs> that's Sean's dude, Quez. Yeah, I, and I like Wes too, but I, I think there's there's a little flaw in his game a little bit. I think if he if they can get a more polished down the field receiver, you know, the the ceiling for Jalen Hurts could be up there with Patrick Mahomes as well. What, like, you, what if they made a big move on Tony Pollard? How can the Cowboys afford Tony Pollard? Maybe they, they tag him. Zeke. Maybe they yeah. tag him, but I don't yeah, know. If I, Pollard in in that in the Eagles offense would be I, I think very good. Um, I, I just I, I can't see the Cowboys letting him go to the Eagles. Like I, I just I can't see that happening. Well, you don't get a you don't get a choice on free agency. If he hits market, he hits market. If you they know? tag him, they can still trade him though, right? They can they can tag him, but the the tag cost on a running back, dude. Like they get, they they make a lot, and Zeke is holding up that number. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like he's holding up the average. So. Do you, do you happen to know what Zeke's dead cap hit would be if they would release Zeke? I do not. I I'm do not, not sure on his deal what that looks like, but if they could do that, I mean, honestly, that's their best bet, right? <laughs> I mean, it's mm. just just like oh, Zeke. I like the idea of Pollard. David Montgomery is also interesting to me. Veterans I like. McKinnon, Jeff Wilson are also going to be available. I think those names fit really well in that offense. I do feel like David Montgomery is a little bit of a 1A to 1B move from Miles Sanders, but I believe, as, and specifically as a Bears fan, he has he has better pass-catching ability. And that, to me, is where Miles Sanders really lacks upside is being able to ca catch passes out of the backfield and run routes out of the backfield. Because when he catches a pass, it's like a little it's a little dink off the line. Like, it's, it's nothing. He has n very little to no separation skills downfield. 
that's the big upside with Gainwell is he runs routes well out of the running back position when lined up. So I can't imagine that Gainwell is going to be the guy, right? Like I have to imagine like this is the roster spot that they upgrade. I think any of those names would be decent, but uh, I wouldn't expect them to make a big move for like, say, Josh Jacobs or Saquon, given their their available cap and you know what they already have on the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to add in for him before we move on? Uh, no, I mean, uh, is there really any way that they just don't get a longer term deal done with him? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, no. I, I have to imagine he's just going to be the priority. He's probably the most improved player since last season. Yeah, no, I agree. Right. I, I mean, I, I have to imagine he's going to, you know, demand, a, you know, a decent contract. It, it will be them letting him go. Yeah, it will be interesting. Obviously, almost all of the NFC East had a very soft schedule this year. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting. Obviously, they are going to win, you know, the NFC East, I imagine. And uh, so obviously, they're going to play harder teams next year. So it's going to be interesting to see him go up against some harder defenses. Obviously, he did play some. Dallas has a good defense. Washington has a good defense. Mm-hmm. So it, it is, it'll be interesting, I think, though, to see some of these teams that had softer schedules that will probably have harder schedules next year and see how they fare out. So it'll be something to watch. But yeah, I mean, Hertz, Hertz is going to be a top three option next year, in, you know, in, in my opinion, anyway. Um, any take on Hertz versus Allen or Mahomes in Dynasty? Uh, I'd still probably have, yeah, I, I'd rather take Mahomes or Allen. I know Hertz is younger. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I just, we just saw it one year. I've seen it now with Mahomes year after year and obviously Allen as well. So just, just relying on the reliability of those two. Uh, yeah, I would have mm-hmm. Hertz three between those guys. Okay. Next up we have Joe Burrow at number four, still writing with five star status. In my opinion, uh, he was someone that I was very high on. You can account for that. Um, I was putting him closer to, you know, I said he could have like a 5,000 yard season, but it looks like he's going to crack 4,500 after, you know, if they replay this game, if they get in in the next game with Baltimore, I think he will go over 4,500. So he's going to be pretty close to that. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, the interceptions cut down a similar number to Mahomes and Allen. He had 12 picks and 39 total touchdowns. Uh, So right on par with, with Josh Allen, as far as, total touchdowns and interceptions, but obviously, of course, lacking that you know rushing ability that he has. Um, have to, again, imagine that Joe Burrow is going to continue to be a five-star asset going forward here. But there's talk of T. Higgins potentially leaving uh, the Bengals, that he, you know, he could be traded, going to be hard to, to get him signed you know, with the, the weapons that they have and the cap issues that they have. Uh, where are you at with the offense improving around Joe Burrow for next year? What can they do to help him be, become better? Is it just just focus on offensive line and forget the rest, or what do you think? Yeah, if they can figure out a way to make sure they keep T. Higgins, yeah, obviously the only other thing that I would really do for them is, is again, try to upgrade the offensive line, which they did in this offseason. It just mm-hmm. didn't exactly work as they probably planned planned it to. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, definitely, and I think that, honestly, that's something that they could probably upgrade in the uh, in the draft. So they might not have to go actually sign somebody, you know, per se from another team. They can probably just draft somebody. Um, but yeah, I mean, as long as they resign Higgins, I think that's a huge thing for them is to resign Higgins. I mean, Higgins and mm-hmm. Chase, you know, in my opinion, are probably the best duo on a team. Uh, Smith and, and Brown are very good as well, but mm-hmm. Higgins, I think, is slightly better than Devontae Smith. And I would say Chase and AJ Brown are probably pretty similar. So I, I think that they have a very good duo there. And if they yeah. can make sure that they keep Higgins, 
you know, that'll keep everything else intact. I'm not sure what the status is with Tyler Boyd, um, you know, what his contract looked like and all that. But uh, honestly, Tyler Boyd's a very good wide receiver three for them. So keeping that core unit together, um, not really upgrading the tight end. I know that they, uh, you know, went out and got Hayden Hurst this year. So obviously he'll still be there, but I don't really think they need to do anything else there. Just mm -hmm. offensive line and making sure they keep the core wide receivers that they have. Yeah, he's, he's looking great. Uh, responded very well coming back from injuries, looking really good. I uh, did still have uh, 247 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns, which is, you know, more than Mahomes and just a couple less than Allen. So he's been, you know, sneaky in the red zone as well. Definitely a player I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing progress. Um, as far as like a dynasty, you know, asset, I would actually probably take him over Jalen Hurts because I see his playing style, Burrow that is, just being, you know, it, it, he's going to be able to last longer. Like if, if Jalen Hurts keeps running like this for the next three seasons, you know, he's he's just it feels like he'll have a shorter career than Joe Burrow. Um, quarterbacks can play. I mean, we've seen what Tom Brady can do. He, he's playing into his 40s. Right. So I'm not saying that, you know, Burrow, Mahomes or Allen are going to do that. But I think it is more likely that they do just based off of their playing style. Allen is just so, so big. I have to imagine he as well at some point will stop running and just start passing more. Um, but for the meantime, I, I would still have those guys still ahead of him. But I, I think, you know, it, it's pretty straightforward still. I would have. You know, Allen Mahomes kind of battling it one and two and then Burrow and then probably, you know, Hertz or Trevor Lawrence after that. Um, any disagreement there or any restacking of that? No, just to play devil's advocate, though, you were saying about his playing style. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if we take that into consideration, then Josh Allen might take a hit as well, because, I mean, that dude's taking some massive hits. Yeah. Now, he's a he's a bigger guy. So I think his body's mm -hmm. built to, you know, to withstand some of those hits a little better. But I mean, man, he just takes some serious um uh, he, he essentially throws he, caution out the wind, you know, uh, yeah. out the window when he goes and runs. I mean, he he's trying to leap. He, he over lays the boom. Run. Yeah, he, he, so, he doesn't wait for contact. He he goes and makes the contact. Yeah. So, you know, just devil's advocate. I mean, mm -hmm. we would also have to ding Josh Allen in that. I, I try not to look at that because honestly, you're just trying to look for upside when you're taking dynasty guys and, and taking redraft quarterbacks. Right. You know, you're just looking for upside, trying to not think about injury. But it is in the back of our mind, obviously, Hurts, Allen, Lamar Jackson, those guys can mm -hmm. potentially have a shelf life that's not as long as some of these, you know, pocket passers. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely right. something to consider. But I, I would – Burrow and Hurts are very, very, very close for me. If I was doing a redraft right now, I, mm -hmm. I'm not sure which one I would take. Um, but they're they're very similar. Personally, I would still go Burrow over Hurts. And a big reason why, like if I'm actually in a draft, I'll probably get him at better value. People hype up the running QBs a lot and i'm not going to say it's like irresponsible because i was not a huge advocate for hertz this season he was still in my top 10 for quarterbacks and rankings but he wasn't in the top five i think i had him at like seven or eight or something like that you know because he can be an exciting player but i where people some people say oh give me give me give me the running quarterback i, I hesitate a little bit more i.e i took lamar jackson this year you know it can turn out very similar and even jalen hurts in his own right he was your fantasy quarterback this year you may have spent a lot of stock on him you didn't get to use him for the fantasy playoffs. He, you know, he he was someone that got you there, but didn't finish for you. Kind of similar like uh, to a tag of Iloa, someone who else I wasn't high on, but he had a great season, but didn't bring it home in fantasy playoffs. Yep. All right. Next up, unfortunately, I, I'm cutting off the five stars here. I'm at Geno Smith. I love you, Geno Smith, but I don't know if I can say, you know, it's, it's going to be a, uh, he's a five-star asset going forward. It was a great season, but he was also someone that let us down in the fantasy playoffs. 
Last week, he had a decent game. He had two passing touchdowns. But in weeks 15 and 16, very crucial weeks, those are your, your bye weeks for the top team and then you know playing to get into the semifinals. He had two passing touchdowns in two weeks and one interception, and he didn't go over 250 yards in either of those games. So, yeah, another guy that got you there but didn't sign the check before he left. Um, I will give him a four-star season. I will say, oh, yeah, I enjoyed my meal, but dessert wasn't very good. So I give him four stars, solid year, 29 passing touchdowns, nine interceptions, and just one rushing touchdown. So 30 TDs to nine interceptions, pretty much a three-to-one ratio there. That, 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 that's pretty solid. But, Andrew, are you buying it to happen again? Oh man, no, and I'm I, you know I I do think he played himself into a contract with Seattle. Um, you know if they want to do that, I mm-hmm. but I mean I'm just looking at the other guys that are around him. You know Burrow, uh, Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Dan Jones, like those guys. I would rather take all of those guys over Geno. Geno's he was fine, but I mean I, we're seeing it crumble down around him currently, right? Like it, mm-hmm. as soon as they get into a little bit of trouble, a little bit of injury issues, like I, I feel like he's. I feel like he's not as poised in the pocket now. You know, when I watch him, he he looks rushed. Before he looked very poised. He looked mm-hmm. under, you know, calm under pressure. Now he just it looks way different for him now. So, is that gonna, you know, did he play himself out of a contract now? Potentially, you know, I, I, I don't think it so. depends on what Seattle wants to do. They they obviously have some some good draft picks coming up as well, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. But if he remains on Seattle as is. I mean, he he might be a top twelve guy for me, maybe. Um, but I mean, I, I he's not going to do this again. I mean, there's just no way. I, I I can't see him doing this again, especially with the you know emergence of Ken Walker. You know, I, I think that they honestly could potentially even run him more next year. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to happen again, to be honest. No, I agree with you. Ken Walker is definitely going to get more run because the first half of the season or whatever, until Rashad Penny got hurt, he wasn't getting that bulk of uh, volume, right? So. No, I agree with you. He struck lightning. Lightning will not strike twice. Do you believe he'll be in your QB2 territory next year? So that's from 13 to 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he would be okay. um, between 13 and 30, you know, and 24. I'm not sure where I'd have him. Like I said, I mean, he, he'd probably be a uh... – He'd probably be closer to the top for me there. Um, you know, maybe 15, mm-hmm. 16, somewhere in there. But I mean, yeah, I, I there's no way I can actually have him as a QB one, you know, with the likes of of all these other guys that, that we're about to talk about. I just I, I can't mm-hmm. do it. Um who'd you rather have next year, Tua or Geno Smith? Ooh. Assuming Tua's Tua's with Miami. Yeah, if if everything stays the same, like there's no difference in um in the wide receivers, you know, not a huge splash move for either team. I'll still take two. Mm-hmm. I mean, the weapons around him, no, you know, no offense to Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. I mean, Waddle mm-hmm. and Hill are, are just much better at making plays happen, I think. So, I, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. take the upside of the wide receivers there. Russell Wilson or Geno? <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, I'm going to fall into the trap again. I can already feel it. <laughs> I, I'll take Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'm going I, back. I don't care how toxic it is. Yeah, it's it's like you, you, Russell Wilson to me is like that that food that you eat from a Chinese place, and you're like, man, that was really good. And then you get home and you shit your brains out, and you're like, man, I'm not doing that again. And then two weeks later, you're like, man, you know what? That food was pretty good. I'm gonna do it again, and just see what happens. So like that's how it is for me. Like I, I'm just gonna take Russell. I can already, I already feel it. I'm just gonna fall into the trap. I'm not gonna have him as high as I did this year by any means, but yeah. he'll be ahead of Gino for sure. Honey, we're ordering Taco Bell. (laughs) You know what's going to happen, but let's just do it. Screw it. The other comp I was going to give to that was the other day I ate uh, baked 
flaming hot Cheetos. You know, I'm a, I've been a flaming hot Cheeto, oh, you know, viber for a long while. Yeah, those were not good for the tummy. No, no, no just give me the regs. I don't, I don't know what these, this healthy organic, you know, red hot Cheetos are doing. We got <laughs> Peng in the chat saying Gino had three games of t- three passing TDs this season, then three games with 300 yards. Yeah, I would imagine that was probably earlier in the season when maybe Ken Walker wasn't getting the love. Yep. All right, let's move on here. Next up, we've got Kirk Cousins. Also, not a five-star review for me. I'll give him four stars. You, you just couldn't trust him when he wasn't uh, playing at home. Is that, when is he that looked, a fraudulent four stars, or is that an actual four stars? That's an actual four stars. Okay. Like, I mean, he, he was not reliable on the road this season. You know what I mean? Or um, not playing in a dome, for that matter. You, you know, like... He was Jekyll and Hyde. You would get great weeks, and then you would get bad weeks. Uh, I saw teams, you know, playing in the you know in the fantasy uh, finals with him. He didn't win him anything. <laughs> Eighteen for thirty-one, two hundred five, with one touchdown and three interceptions in championship week. For reference, that's his. Yeah, that was his worst start of this. I don't know. November eleventh, he had a worst start where he had no touchdowns and no interceptions, just one hundred and five passing yards, but. Uh, other than the week two up against Philly, that was like one of his worst passing performances. Th- this isn't somebody that you can have a high trust, you know, uh, relationship with going forward. Even when he has Justin Jefferson, look what he did. He put Justin Jefferson in a situation where he scored three fantasy points in week 17. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that like the Vikings got to move on from him, but that's been a conversation that that's happened many times in the last couple of years. Obviously, they're bringing in a new head coach this year, but I, he's going to still be there. But he's not going to be someone that I have a high priority with. I mean, do you think he had a five-star season? Like, no, no. Justin okay. Jefferson did, but I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, no. Um, it, it's I, I give him like three point seven five stars. Oh, honestly. wow. Like, okay, All right. a, a little less than four because again, like right. Justin Jefferson did a lot of that on his own. I think you know made Kirk a little better this year. I, but I mean, mm-hmm. again, as a Washington fan, I watched Kirk Cousins for many years. He has some good games and then he just fades off. And it's it, it, that that's just a Kirk Cousins narrative. So I, I yeah, I think he did fine. He was obviously he didn't kill you in fantasy, but he wasn't lights out. You know, like it's it's just they need to get rid of Adam Thielen. He's on the wrong side of 30. Boo Adam Thielen. You know, I'm a hater on him. So I need to get rid of him, uh, uh, you know, uh, keep. KJ Osborne as that as that deep threat and move up and get somebody else in the draft as a wide receiver two or go trade for somebody that's going to be a better wide receiver two than Adam Thielen. He's fine, he's serviceable, but I, I don't think he's doing you know really any justice to them. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, you know, since he came in, uh, you know, to the Vikings organization, he has been their second target hog. So I mean. Mm-hmm. Hawkinson's obviously not not going anywhere because he just got there. So as long as they upgrade the wide receiver two position, I think that will make Kirk Cousins better. But if they don't, I mean, honestly, where he finished this year is probably his ceiling. I I don't think that he Mm -hmm. will do this again. And I think he'll move back a couple spots, you know, finishing next year. Right. So this year it was 28 passing touchdowns, 14 interceptions, two rushing touchdowns. So pretty much two to one. I think that's what you get out of him. Justin Jefferson is going to keep his yardage up. He is another guy that's going to finish close to 4,500, but that's with Justin Jefferson just absolutely booming the season. Not saying that that's going to go away by any means, but you know, if he were to miss like a game or three or something like that with something minor, I think that drives him down even more so, right? So if they don't go out there and get a, a reliable wide receiver uh, two or just somebody, like you said, that will be better than Thielen, maybe can open up the downfield a little bit more. You don't have to rely on Jefferson so much for the deep ball. You can open things up a little bit. Yep. All right, four stars for the last two. 
Trevor Lawrence is the next guy here, and he's pretty close with Kirk Cousins as far as like this the the stats go. I think it's the rushing touchdowns. Yeah, Cousins had a total of thirty touchdowns. Lawrence had twenty nine, but only eight interceptions, which is great to see after his rookie season that was just completely dreadful. We've already talked him up a little bit here about the his weapons for next year. I'm gonna give him a five star review. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna come here eat here again. Give me some more Lawrence next year. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him a, a four and a half. Um, you know, obviously, coaching made a world of difference for him. Going from trash mm -hmm. Urban Myers to Doug P. I mean, that's a mm -hmm. it's a big upgrade. You know, obviously, we saw what Doug P. did in Philadelphia, so it's massive upgrade at coaching advantage there. And um, yeah, I mean, he he just performed a lot better. He the, as the season went on, he looked more and more comfortable in the offense so i think next year it the sky's the limit for this team especially with you know as we said calvin ridley mm -hmm. coming into the fold as well mm -hmm. so if they can keep the guys that they have um obviously evan ingram i mean all of a sudden just out of nowhere started having these massive games if he can even keep us you know a semblance of that next year you know again like trevor lawrence he'll be probably ranked as a you know i would say probably nine eight somewhere in there for mm -hmm. me but have yeah. the upside to, to be in the top five i mean again like travis Etienne is, is a really good running back but he's not one of those guys that you can give a shit ton of work to and have him not get injured i think so mm -hmm. i think that they are going to have to probably throw the ball as much if not a little bit more next year um and, and travis Etienne is good at catching the ball as well which obviously helps trevor lawrence so so we'll see what happens with that but yeah i mean trevor lawrence man just massive massive upgrade between last year and this year and um mm -hmm. yeah I, again I, I give i give the credit to or a lot of the credit to to the coaching staff they really coached him up this year and showed what he should have been doing last year i just also thought the run game was very good for them there was a very good balance of attack even when james robinson was still there like his his first couple of games were really good like he, he was he was scoring so much so that I even traded for him in one league until that whole thing came crumbling down. <laughs> but they they have reliable pieces for next year, even if they don't get Evan Ingram back. You know, imagine if they were able to end up with Dalton Schultz and then they got him, Zay, Calvin, and uh, and Kirk together. Like that would be that'd be amazing. And plus ETN, I imagine you probably sign more of like a veteran presence running back. You know, maybe even they wind up with Miles Sanders behind him because I, I you don't like these guys and like Jamichael Hasty. Uh, Snoop Connor was there. I know they drafted him recently, but you know, I, I don't think that those are going to be, you know, pieces that you'll rely on because this team, you know, they're going to be looking to take the division in the next couple of years. The, the, the way things are looking, you know, Tennessee doesn't look very good right now. Houston, they didn't take a step forward like we thought they would. So, you know, I'm really interested to see what they do. Um, and Trevor Lawrence, I agree with you. He ha absolutely has, you know, that top five level uh, potential for next season. You know, I know that there are some names like, like Dak that finished out of that space, obviously Russ Wilson, Kyler got hurt, Lamar got hurt, you know, those guys being healthy and also in the mix, like they're going to be kind of like battling for that front spot behind, you know, some of these top tier assets at the quarterback position. But I, I think he very much has very much so has that potential as well. Would love to see them make a, some type of upgrade at tight end. I'm not the biggest Evan Ingram guy. I told people to start him over Dallas Goddard this week. Obviously both did very, very bad, but man, it was just like he, Four like amazing weeks of production, and then oh, he's Evan Ingram again. You know, can't trust him as far as you can throw him. <laughs> All right, next up we've got uh, Mr. Jared Gopher entering the top ten discussion. Never thought we'd be saying that. Twenty nine passing touchdowns, seven interceptions, and forty two hundred passing yards. What's your grade on him this year? What's your review? Uh, I I give a three point seven five. I think he's oh. one of those guys that performed well in the offense, but mm -hmm. he doesn't really make guys better. 
You know, like okay. that's kind of something I look for in quarterbacks as well is do they make the guys around them better? I don't mm-hmm. think Jared Goff does that, um, but he has some some really good weapons. I mean, DeAndre Swift, very good. If they just use him a little bit damn more, I, I don't know what what's going a on. A little bit. The whole splits and the like. Yeah. And again, Jamal Williams is great around the goal line and all that. But I mean, give Swift more work, man. This dude's shifty. I mean, obviously you have the sun god, Amran. You know, he he's fantastic. I mean, that, that dude's target share is just impeccable. It's awesome. So again. Trevor Lawrence, or I'm sorry, uh, Jared Goff, v- mm-hmm. very good in the offense, you know, was serviceable for them. I think he stays next year as well, but I, I, he just doesn't make people better around him. People make him better. So, you know, again, uh, 3.75, I think is fair for him, three and a half, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be outside my top 12 next year again, but I, I do think that he is a very, he's a very good quarterback too, to have on the bench. I mean, again, they're going to be in mm-hmm. some, some good spots. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he was fine, you know, uh, just he just doesn't make players better around him. No, I, I agree with that. That's a very good take. It wasn't necessarily a sentiment that I was thinking it was just that he was above average this year and we've seen him play above average he, in redraft. He's not a guy that I'm going back to the well in next year. I imagine DJ Shark will leave. We're going to see Jamison Williams take a step forward. But when you have like a new receiver, you know, getting a lot more volume, you could see golf revert back to like the gunslinger mode. And start turning the ball over a little bit more. If you got a target like Jamison Williams going downfield, um, people have compared him to being like the next Justin Jefferson. We'll see what we get out of him. But even if he was like, uh, you know, a minute part of what Jefferson can do, it just means he's going to be a downfield threat. And I don't like Goff throwing the ball down the field with high frequency. Uh, I will give him a four star review based off of his performance last year to this year. Anytime someone improves that much, I think we need to appreciate it. So, Again, I may not eat here again, but, you know, my food is pretty decent. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I'm also interested to see if, uh, obviously, if golf is there next year, uh, what happens with Jamison Williams? Obviously, we've only seen a little bit of him. You know, he's hurt all year long from from the injury right. he you know sustained in college. So we'll see what goes on with that. But, I mean, if him and golf can have a good connection down the field, you know, I think that that obviously upgrades golf's uh, ceiling due to the fact of Jamison Williams, obviously, is a very good uh, route runner and he can get down the field pretty quickly so if if golf you know if golf can um throw the ball downfield accurately then i think obviously he will be able to finish higher than probably a majority of us are going to have him projected so that's that's another key asset here yeah i also just don't like the lack of rushing upside you're going to have a guy like justin fields going in the top 10 next year we got another name behind him that we're going to be talking about that rushes a lot um, he's not, I just don't believe he'll have that priority early in drafts, right? I do believe in dynasty. He's a quarterback asset that I would be willing to obtain on the low. You know, if you don't have to give up too much for him, I don't think it's a bad idea to throw out some feelers. If you're really hurting at quarterback, you know, if you got, if you're about to have some turnover in the upcoming years, you know, if you're rostering guys like Brady or Stafford or Rogers, I feel very comfortable getting off of those guys and an affordable pick to get on, get on somebody like golf for sure. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Justin Fields. Uh, he had 17 passing touchdowns, eight rushing touchdowns, putting him at uh, 25 total for with 11 uh, interceptions. Nice. Two to, two to one ratio, not what he was working with last year. I think it was the other way around, more like eight and 17 going the other way. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we love the improvement from him. I'm a Bears fan. I, I can't get away giving him less than five stars. Uh so- <laughs> I, I mean, dude, he, he rushed for 1,143 yards this season. I yeah, mean, what is he, 64, 64 yards short, right, of the record? Yeah, and they're going to sit him next week. And too. they're going to sit him. Yep, I know. I feel bad for him. 
I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you're looking at him being literally a top 10 rusher in the league. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, get him out there. Let him get the record. Just, just let him run like 10, 12 plays, whatever, and then just get him the hell out of the game. Let him get the damn record. I mean, what if he a, gets hurt? I, that's records true. are what records are health. I mean, if we if we blow our load on him getting in this record next week, right? He gets it. He plays two more plays and gets hurt. Who's going to sign with us in free agency? You know what I mean? Like that's our that's our go to card right now. Is hey, have you met our quarterback? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <coughs> excuse me. That's going to be what we're pitching in every wide receiver free agent. You know with whatever conversation with agents, players. I'm not sure if you guys have saw, but we've got a pretty good situation at quarterback right now. How would you like to come play with Justin Fields? You know what I mean? And I'm not saying everybody's going to be banging down the Bears door to, you know, to get a spot in the roster, but this is a team that's going to look to upgrade. He finished top 10 this year. I have to imagine he's going to be close uh, to the same mark. Uh, shout out to Sean um, uh, with uh, SGPN who put him at quarterback seven. We were talking this, talking him up in the preseason. And I was like, man, I love the take. I absolutely love it as a Bears fan, but I, I just can't see it. And his whole take was, he's going to run. Bears are going to be bad. He's going to run. And look what he did. He did exactly that. So yep. you have to you have to like him going forward. Definitely. Key free agents that you think would fit well in this run-heavy, run-first offense. Man. Specifically specifically receiver uh, or tight end. Again, like receiver, it, there's not a whole lot out there in free agency. Um so a name I'll throw out there because I, I really like this one is Saquon Barkley or <laughs> Saquon Saquon Barkley and Jacoby Myers. Excuse me. I'm looking at Saquon's name on the sheet here and I'm thinking Jacoby Myers in my head. Yeah, I, I mean, Jacoby Myers is serviceable. Yeah, I mean, it's not somebody who's like amazing. It's not like jaw dropping like, oh, my God, I'm glad they got him. Like mm -hmm. he, he'd be fine there again. Like not sure what's going to happen with Lazard. Um, I think Green Bay is probably going to try to just keep him. Um, honestly, mm -hmm. I mean, especially with Watson and, and dubs there. So, but, but that'd be somebody as well. Like I, I think Lazard's very, I should say very, he, I think Lazard's a little underrated. I think he could be helpful in the offense. Um, but a guy, honestly, that, that, that might be really good for them as a gadget guy is, uh, Mickey Hall or Nicole Hardman. Uh, you know, Hardman, that, yeah. yeah, I mean, again, like not a flashy guy, but a guy that has some speed to him that, that could help. Um, and again, like he's probably a, a decent fit in the slot. You know, uh, Mooney on the outside slot. And then obviously you guys, you know, still have Claypool as well. So mm -hmm. I, I think he'd be interesting. Um, I mean, there's not a lot. Uh, I mean, uh, here, I'll throw out some names, that, you know, as a fan. You let me know if any of these guys tickle your fancy. Uh, Noah Brown, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. He, he needs to go to a, he needs to go to a pass heavy team like um, like the Chiefs. He would be a good he'd be a good supplement for Hardman or MVS. Mac Hollins. Does it, it just it's it's not worth it, you know? Like someone someone like that again. He he's a player that needs to be in a high volume offense. He wouldn't be prioritized with us. Yeah, uh, Marvin Jones. Good veteran leadership. That's it's a that's a football move, not a fantasy ideal move. As as uh, a, as a fan, as a football fan, yeah, I would I would welcome that. I would I would welcome him for sure. Yeah, uh, Darius Slayton. Yes. Yes. Okay. Just an, just a, a bigger body that can open up the field a little bit more than Mooney. Mooney. Very good route runner, but he's not going to do anything for you past 40 yards. You know what I mean? Like he's he's not going to have that big booming potential uh, downfield because he has to make that extra cut to get loose. He's not going to go up and get contested balls. Yeah. And I don't think this one would happen because I do think he's going to be resigned. But Juju, do, do they bring back Juju and have or not bring back, but uh, mm. pair him up again with Claypool? I don't think so. 
Okay. I mean, outside mm-hmm. of that, man, like, unless you like DJ Chark, which I think, I think DJ Chark is fine, but there's like mm-hmm. nobody else. I mean, here's the rest of the names that are currently what listed as available is uh, mm-hmm. Julio Jones, AJ Green, Sammy Watkins, Paris Campbell, Nelson Aguilar, and DeAndre Carter. Those are the re- remaining guys that are currently listed here. Yeah, they better make try to make a trade. <laughs> like honestly, I think the draft's probably their their best friend this year. Um, for we're, as a fan, at one or two. So, yeah, as a fan, what do you think is the most priority for them? Is it wide receiver or is it offensive line? I think based off of the way they run the offense, it should be offensive line. But dude, like Fields needs somebody to catch the ball. Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's tight end where they make that move. Maybe they, you know, we we mentioned Dalton Schultz. We had mentioned Evan Ingram. Um, I think Cole Komet's very Mike good. Isecki. Mike Mike Isecki. What 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 who what? Cole Komet. I think he's very no. good though. No, yeah, I, think he's, he's, I think I think no. I think not. really. I just don't think it, that they're that, that they're running this offense according to what they currently have. It's what they want to run, but not I what think they that should they're be running. I think that they're running the offense the way that they do because they realize that Fields is their best asset. So put the ball in the best player's hands, and that's all they got. They've got a running game. Komet ain't it. Mooney with Komet and Mooney to start the season, like go back to weeks one through six and seven. It was a barren wasteland. Yeah, but I, so was the I, team. I, yeah, I think that they, I mean, they the got team, better on offense, right? Well, I think they may have actually had three wins through that period, actually, because well, they I, did. Right. But I think like the offensive numbers got better. I know they weren't winning games, but mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like they got better as the season progressed. And, yeah. um, you know, and again, like they, they lost Mooney. I, I can't remember what what week it was, but Mooney, again, you know, a little underrated as a wide receiver. He, he's very good at catching the ball, contested catch wise. So I, th- I think Mooney coming back and being healthy mm-hmm. is, is obviously, you know, very big for them. I think that they absolutely want to hit on Cole Komet. He, they used a first-round draft pick on him. He has not lived up to that status in the slightest, it, even not even close. We watched him have a good preseason. He was playing up against third and fourth strings. You know what I mean? And we're going to see that again. All that's going to come back on you know fantasy Twitter and in the, the subreddits and all that. Like, oh, look at this guy. He's looking really good again. He's having a good camp. He's having a good preseason. He is not someone that I, that I would trust in fantasy and someone that I feel the Bears need to upgrade from. Claypool, I, I like uh, still obviously being there with Mooney. I would like to see another piece added. I don't think that you know Bears fans like they're 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 like oh we'll trade our first pick for Devontae Adams. Please God don't do that. Please God don't do that. <laughs> We're probably not re-signing David Montgomery if they somehow ended up with the number one pick. I don't believe that they can, but if they somehow were able to move up or had a shot at Robinson, that would be great. But I have to imagine that they're going to do something with that pick. I don't think that they would move it for D hop or Devonte Adams, because again, that's not fields is like MO. I honestly kind of like a Jarvis Landry who you brought up earlier because of his run blocking ability, him and Claypool on being on the field together for, you know, just, you know, more run design plays, obviously, you know, they're going to be on the field. They would be on the field a lot, but those would be two really good edge blocking receivers that I would love to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be really interesting. Again, like, uh, we're going to differ on Cole Komet. I, I think Cole Komet's mm. just not being utilized. Um, I, I don't want to say properly, just not as much as he should. I mean, how many targets? I, I, I should look. I, I'm curious to know how many targets he's re- he's received because if you're spending a first round pick on this man, he should not mm-hmm. be receiving any less than 90 to 100 you know, targets easily. We don't, Fields isn't that QB. I mean, Detroit exposed him this week of it. They, yeah, but they people were- also didn't think Lamar Jackson was that QB. And he can throw the ball down. I, I think Justin Fields L- can. Lamar, Lamar, though, made a bigger step 
in his passing game from year one to year two. This year, I felt, in my personal opinion, that Fields didn't really improve that much in the passing game. It's that he got to the scoring zone more because of his rushing ability, and he was able to complete some more easier touchdown passes. Like he was, He's not making big plays. He's not someone that I want throwing the ball with high volume. I don't want him throwing the ball over you know 30 times a game. I don't think that that's necessary given his skill set. His window right now, in my opinion, to like you know bring us like you know the, to the Super Bowl and you know achieve glory and you know finally bring an, an SB back to Chicago, we need a run heavy, run heavy offense, and we need the monsters of the midway back because the defense is just Swiss cheese. This offense was putting up thirty points a game with the way it's built right now, right? So if you get me at least one more playmaker, I'm going to believe that we can continue to keep the foot on the gas and keep moving the needle going forward because. If, if Fields takes any minute step back in the passing game, you know, we're not going anywhere. And I think that improving his passing game will help having a stud receiver or just someone with reliable hands. Mooney, like you mentioned, good at contested catches, wasn't anywhere to be found weeks one through six. He was on the side of a milk carton. Yeah. Let's uh, let's pay some bills really quick. It's been a minute. Uh, WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Reduce juice on sides and totals for all bowl games all day. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today, and you'll receive a, a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. This is limited to state availability. There is so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know that we sent you that sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone, you know, has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Underdog fantasy. We're brought to you by underdog fantasy at underdog. This season never ends right now. You can play their weekly battle royale games or even draft your playoff best ball teams. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN which we obviously do bring out weekly uh, Battle Royale articles as well. I know that's going to end, but um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of content on there that, that we do. Uh, the other thing is, uh, obviously, everyone, go to the SGPN merch store. The nice new mini helmets are in. They are shipping. Super cool. Look at that logo. Nice little let it ride on the back. Nice little touch by Jake there. So, uh, yeah, these are super cool. Uh, free shipping if you order right now with just the helmet. I think they're $59.99. So, uh, yeah, go in there. Grab that ton of cool merch, but uh, yeah, man, this thing's gonna be sitting here pretty shortly on a nice little shelf. So, pretty, pretty cool little helmet, they're sturdy as hell, too. Throw it against the wall, <laughs> prove it. <laughs> no, those are awesome. I gotta give me one, yeah, yeah, they're super cool. Uh, we're gonna go through another three more names here and we'll finish off with like the QB1 territory. Um, because we've already filled up close to an hour here. Uh, let's see, next up we have Daniel Jones uh, coming in with 15 passing touchdowns, seven Jones code. <laughs> yeah, right. 15 passing touchdowns, seven rushing touchdowns, and 700 rushing yards, and 32 pa 3,200 passing yards. It's not booming, but it's efficient. And I don't know if I'll have him in the top 15 conversation. I think that they would need to make a, a sizable upgrade. Um, for me to be really interested in him next year, because what's going to happen if they lose Saquon somehow? 
you know, I, I his he's going to take a huge hit. Yes, definitely. I don't think they let Saquon go. I, I really. Oh, don't. you don't? No. So are they going to are they going to tag him? Uh, I think they're going to try to work out a friendly long term deal if possible. Honestly, I think Saquon's happy with Brian Dable. Like, I I, I really do. He seems as a guy who watches Penn State and a, a, a big fan of Saquon. Like, mm-hmm. I can just see it in his face. It looks like he's having fun. It looks like he likes working with Dable. And honestly, Dan Jones has been serviceable for him. He's fine. You know, like it. I I think that they get a friendly long-term deal done. If not, mm-hmm. I think they probably franchise tag him one year and see what mm-hmm. happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, Saquon's massive for Daniel Jones. Like that, that that's a guy that really can help him um, not only take a step forward as a leader, because again, mm-hmm. Saquon seems like a leader of men like that, that dude, especially at Penn state, like I said, like I, I watched him a lot there and he just, he made players want to play harder. And I think that that's what he does for Dan Jones. So I, I do think that there's a, Oh, sorry, you broke out there a little bit. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say, I, I think he's good for Dan Jones. So I, I do think that they try to keep him if possible. I think that they try to sign him to a long-term deal if possible. Again, if not, franchise tag him for a year and see what happens. But he's pivotal mm-hmm. for Dan Jones. And, um, yeah, I, I really do. I it, I don't want to say it's hard to see him moving on, but I think that it's probably an 80% chance in my mind that, that he stays with New York. Saquon, that is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's say Saquon stays and you're the Giants. Would you look to upgrade a quarterback? Like is like if if they say they lose, I don't know, in the first round. Doesn't matter who they play. They lose in the first round. They put up a good fight. It's great good season. They performed well. Certainly well above expectation. Did Dan Jones do enough to not be moved or to not be upgraded? Because you you have some names out there like Jimmy Garoppolo, potentially Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. Like it feels like it's again going to be a busy market for quarterbacks this summer. I know obviously the Jets are going to be looking to upgrade at, at QB, but you know, if the Giants don't bring anything home this year, if they just get, you know, maybe a division or whatever, you know, second place and a, you know, one playoff appearance, you know, is that enough to keep them? Uh, I think it is. Um, I, I, again, like I'm not sure what they want to do with this contract after after this year, but I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I think in Dan Jones' mind, I don't think he. I think he realizes that there's probably not too many teams that would really want to take him on as a starter. Uh, Brian Daybolt has done a lot with him, mm-hmm. um, so I, I I do think that he'll stay. But it, you know, again, it's it's going to have to be a friendly deal for for both sides. I would argue that he would fit very well in the Packers' offense with what they're trying to do. It felt like when they drafted Jordan Love that they wanted to make somewhat of a shift to this more run-heavy focus offense. I think it would be crazy to see a trade between Aaron Rodgers and Dan Jones, but that is one place where I could see him uh, fitting in really well. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's unlikely. Yes, but I don't think anywhere. But the, I think the fit would be there. Yeah, they, they've kind of made their little comeback here in the last handful of weeks, and everybody's loving Aaron Rodgers again. It's more fun when they don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, so Dan Jones, I mean, very good year for him. You know, like uh, definitely better than I thought. You know, he would do. Well, that's that's what I was going to ask you next. Is like, what what would you what would you rate him at? What would you what would you star him at? What would you be, review him on? So, man, he's a tough one because like I, I want to give him a four, but he's not. Like for fantasy purposes, he has right. not done enough to do that. So I'm gonna do like three and a half stars. Okay. I, I honestly, I think he did. He he's not gonna piss the game away for the Giants normally. Mm-hmm. But again, for fantasy purposes, like you know, you're not gonna get a bunch of 
30, you know, 30 point game storm. I'm like, he's not going to do the Mahomes, Allen, stuff like that, you know? So I, I think, yeah, I think three and a half is probably fair for him. Um, they need to do something with the wide receiver core. I mean, it, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong here, but I believe they have the highest salaried wide receiving core and like one of the lowest like outputs. So, I mean, that yeah. that's a huge problem. I mean, obviously, they got to get, get Kenny Galladay. Out yeah, of I say Kenny G just murdered them with that with the cap. So mm-hmm. if they can do something else and, and either bring in some guys or draft somebody, you know, I think that that will tremendously help dan jones and this offense so that's that has to be priority number one for them um Mm -hmm. you know in the draft especially and um obviously just keep that offensive line the offensive line was was a little better than i thought it would be um but i still think that they can definitely upgrade that so you know i I think between Mm -hmm. those two things if they can pull that off in the draft i think um you know that that'll service be serviceable to daniel jones uh a lot Mm -hmm. and again like i think daniel jones stays there and i i do think it has to be a friendly maybe three-year deal maybe 20 million a year something of that nature you know no, nothing crazy mm-hmm. but some, something that's going to work for both sides yeah mitch trubisky money no no big deal yeah <laughs> I, I was going to say this season i would give him a two and a half but because of how well he played in the fantasy football finals i give him a three the best yeah. week that you need you the best week that you needed him to produce he absolutely did it he answered the call I was telling folks to start Brock Purdy over him in uh, in week seventeen, so I took an L. I took an L there. Um, the game flows both kind of went, you know, what I thought they would. Dan Jones just put in that work, put in that work in week seventeen. So tip of the cap to him for that. They give you an extra half star. Yep. He was quarterback ten on the year, at least as far as my scoring goes. QB eleven. Yikes, Thomas Brady, twenty four passing touchdowns. Nine interceptions, 4,600 passing yards. He's up there with the yardage. He might be the league leader, actually, because of just how much they pass the ball. But, I mean, I got to go three stars or less. I mean, this, this is a super disappointing season from Tom Brady, the Buccaneers in general. You know, they might make the playoffs with a losing record. They stunk. Uh, was love, Loved what he was able to do with Mike Evans in Week 17. You know, took you forever. Took you long enough. But they were able to, you know, have a nice uh, performance last week. Uh, but three stars for me, like it's, it, it's the yardage and everything else is, is bust, um, bust production. And he was, yeah, second in the league behind Mahomes in passing yards. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was just looking something up here. Um, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady, man, just murdered me in, in one of these fantasy finals. It wasn't Brady. It was, it was Evans. I got Evans. You know, it just, yeah, it's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard to come back from. Like, of course, and Mike Evans does nothing the last like how many weeks, and then all of a sudden just erupts for three touchdowns. It, it, it just crazy. But Tom Brady, is, I think he's one of those guys. It, the thing that really helps Tom Brady is how much he's passing the ball, right? Like he's throwing the ball so much. Uh, it's just, it, it's crazy. Like at his age, he's just throwing the ball that much. So if next year, if he is on this team and he's doing the exact same thing, I'm probably going to have him as a low end. QB one. I mean, he has good weapons around him. You know, there's no doubt. I mean, Godwin, Evans, Bray, or if Bray's still there, um, Otten, you know, the, the, those guys, Rashad White, I actually like a, a ton. You know, that was somebody mm-hmm. I wrote about in the offseason, how much I liked him. So I, I do think that Tom Brady, you know, can be, again, serviceable once again next year. You're going to take your lumps. I mean, he's on the wrong side of 40, right? Like, it's, <laughs> it's just crazy. So don't tell that to him. Don't yeah. tell it to Tom. <laughs> So it, it is crazy, but yeah, I mean, he, he's probably going to be a low end uh, quarterback one for me. And um, yeah, I mean, you're just going to have to realize that you're going to have these really good games and just going to have some really bad games. Like he's kind of like, he seems like a boomer bust quarterback almost like he's either just right. going to 
go lights oh, out absolutely. for you or he's going to have that you know the day where he throws two interceptions and one touchdown and you're just like fuck mm-hmm. i got this guy on my team like ugh. so but i mean for for this year I'll, I'll i'll give him a i'll give him a three and a half you know he he did mm-hmm. he did pretty well overall and again you know as you're saying in in the championship i mean just how many points i think he had like 45 points i think i saw it was it was his best best week of the season, yeah. and that's why I was going to say, like, I'm going to do a similar grade from Dan Jones. I'm going to go two and a half, and then I'm going to give him the half star for the production in the fantasy football finals. Because, yeah, he was Tom Brady last week. He he looked the part. Uh, the defense definitely helped them out with a couple of short field situations, but they should have been doing that all season anyways. They're supposed to have a good defense, damn it. Um, but really quick, you know, there's all this talk. Tom might walk, right? If he goes to the Raiders, if he goes to, I can't imagine he goes to the Jets. That would be crazy. Um, trying to think of somewhere else. San Francisco. Washington. What? What did you say? Washington. Are they going to make him the GM too? That's the only way you take that job. If they're just <laughs> like, all right, so we're going to give you producer credits. We're going to make you a GM. You're the offensive coordinator, the quarterback and quarterbacks coach. Deal? All right, cool. You can you can work here instead of NBC this, this year. <laughs> I, I don't know how else you're going to make that happen. He's going to be like, is Randy Moss coming out of retirement to play with me? Yes, he is. You're welcome. Does Ron Rivera still have to coach? No, he's fired. Who oh, would you God. like? Yeah, please fire him. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, man. I mean, I, we don't oh. need to get into that too much, but that was just ba- that week 17. Oh, was, my just, God. Come on. Yeah, now. You, you, you want to talk about just adding to my ultimate bummed out weekend? Like, just just. I started well, went so three. Inter- I just, yeah, I, I don't want to get into it. it hey, hey, he started him. He started him. And he brought him back in the second half. It's not just it's like you had an opportunity to get off of this, bud. Like you, the train was moving and you missed it. Sorry. And it, yeah. sucks, it sucks because I was always a big Ron Rivera fan. He's, you know, originally in Chicago, Monsters of the Midway defense. And then I was always cheering for him in Carolina. I was always banging the Ron Rivera drum. I have not been happy with what I've seen in Washington the entire time, not just this season, the entire time. Not impressed. Yeah, he. He really ruined it, you know, this week just with the whole Wentz and and not starting Heineke and the you yeah. know, I, yeah, way to not read the room, right? Like like he did not read the locker room very well with that with that start. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll see. But I think Ron Rivera is on the way out, especially uh, with Dan Snyder selling the team. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think that uh, that he's going to be on the way out. All right, next up, our last guy here, and then we're going to head out. Been a long one and a good one. Justin Herbert finished his QB twelve. Um, it's super, super disappointing being drafted as a top three quarterback this year behind the top guys in Mahomes and Allen. I I felt like it was more, you know, he didn't have Keenan healthy. Mike Williams took his, uh, turn getting hurt. And then Eckler was just the dude. Eckler was on God mode this season. Yo, shout out to Eckler though, man. A lot of people need to care about fantasy a little bit more. And that dude cares about fantasy a shit ton. Oh yeah, and uh, I mean, shout out to him, man. That that's awesome, and that's somebody. You know, that's somebody we should try to get on the podcast. He does his own podcast, so it'd be it'd be really cool to get him on, and talk some, a little bit of fantasy. But uh, it's, we'll get, we'll it get is, the, our publicist on it. He's one of my my favorite players by far. You know, currently, just because of how much he he loves and cares about fantasy football. Like, mm-hmm. do they have to care about it? No, but it's awesome that they do, right? Like, he understands you know how important it is to people, and it's just cool to to see him talk about it be about it and mm-hmm. i mean he, he's even doing I, I think it's trophy smack i think is that he's doing like promos oh, yeah. for and stuff like it's all awesome. oh, he he goes on uh he goes on lot, lots of shows uh shout out uh triple play fantasy i know they've had him on i think a few times like they're they're always cutting it up with them 
Uh, I think they share like a like a weightlifting background or coaching background or something like that. So, um, yeah, he he gets on people's pods and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if we could maybe uh, make a move there. Yeah. So shout out Eckler. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But Justin Herbert, two and a half stars. I'm sorry, like he fell down the chart. Not enough passing touchdowns. The yardage is there, but he just didn't finish for us. And and what fantasy finals? Nothing. Well, he had two passing touchdowns, which was much better than the weeks prior. But yeah, in the playoffs, he was just bad. 2.39 in week 15, 0.77 in week 16. I, I, I really don't have many nice things to say about him this year. I expect that he is going to continue to get better, but they need to bring in somebody that's going to stay healthy, man. Like, I mean, I like Palmer. I like Everett. Those are good pieces moving forward, but we saw what they were not able to do with those guys, you know, being the guys, you know, with, with Williams hurt, with Keenan hurt. They can't be your priority offense, and you're not going to, you know, to to tackle this division, right? My goodness, you still got Russ and Mahomes there. It's going to be tough still going forward. So, I, I mean, Mike Williams, I believe, is a free agent this year actually as well. So, if they somehow don't bring him back, that's going to be a big issue because Keenan was gone for most of this season. If they get any type of, you know, repl replication of that next season. I'm, I'm not going to be in love with Herbert. We're going to be selling a lot of him in Dynasty, I feel like. If you start getting this you know, type of production, again, rolling into another year, I know he's a top uh, top 12 quarterback, but really let us down. Yeah, it was super disappointing. Um, you know, As a guy who had a Herbert in, in two leagues, just, just so disappointing. And, and he's one of those guys that you really can't not start right like he has a good ceiling you know potentially so it, it's so hard to not start him and but it's just super disappointing now some of that is austin eckler being so awesome i mean austin eckler had how many touchdowns over the last what four weeks that you mm -hmm. know could have easily went herbert's way you know passing touchdowns and stuff it just didn't so i, I don't want to hold it too much against him i'm still going to have him as a quarterback one next year but it, it's just so disappointing this year with, with the weapons around him and what he could have done mm -hmm. You know, it just sucks that that they kept getting injured. Um, I think Keenan Allen's obviously on the wrong side of the rock now, right? He's he, he's up there in age too. Um, I think he maybe has one, maybe two more decent years out of him. Um, we'll see what happens right. with Mike Williams as well. But Mike Williams, man, can't land on his, his feet. Like that was my biggest thing in the offseason when we were talking about Mike Williams. Everyone was on him, and I'm like, man, I just I just can't get behind it. Like this dude gets injured too much. He just mm -hmm. it's like he makes these acrobatic catches and forgets that he has feet to land on. He just lands on his back and his butt and just gets hurt and. So we'll see what happens with that, but I, I do expect them to make either a move or get a you know a decent ranked wide receiver in the draft. Um, I they they have to do something because between these two not being able to stay healthy, they can't just have one of these guys on the field and rely on DeAndre mm -hmm. Carter and Palmer to to make up oh, for that. God, so. No. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, man, I, I mean, I agree with you. Two and a half stars. It just sucks because, like, honestly, he's not a two and a half star quarterback. He's no. just. He just didn't do it this year, you know, and, and I heard people talking about like, is he actually a good quarterback? I think he is like he he has pretty good vision. He has a fucking cannon for an arm, right? Like, Locked. so I think he's a good quarterback. It's just the, the the coaching staff as well, I think, does not do him justice. I'm not a fan of Staley, to be honest. So we'll again, see what happens here. But um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, two and a half stars, man. I think that that's that's probably a good, accurate uh, ranking for him. Yeah, unfortunately, it is. Uh What's Lombardi doing over there, Joe Lombardi? Uh, Is he OC or QB coach? Oh, I think he's OC. I man, I'm like OC. Lombardi. Yeah, he's yeah he's yeah he's the offensive coordinator. So <clears throat> honestly, I'd love to see him uh, at at some point become the head coach. Uh, his whole philosophy is get the ball to the running back. So he was with um, 
with Breeze and the Saints when Kamara was thriving, uh, when Thomas was doing really well, when he was, you know, slant boy, you know what I mean? But he was still catching over 90 passes a year. Uh, if Keenan is healthy next year, he's going to be a lot better. When Keenan was in the lineup the first couple of games, he threw six touchdowns. I mean, albeit it was the the Raiders and the Chiefs the first couple of weeks, but he only threw for three touchdowns one more time all season. For all I know, it could have been the week that he came back because they were so far separated. Um, you know what week Keenan Allen came back? Uh, Herbert threw three touchdowns third, in week one and two, and then uh, in, again in week 12. I'm going to bet that that was the week he came yeah, back. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was 12 or 13, somewhere in there. Uh, hold on, I can pull it up real quick for you. There was there was a week he came back, but he like didn't do anything. He re-aggravated his injury. Maybe that was against Kansas City. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. Keenan Allen, yeah, came back week 11. Uh, I think got re-injured yep. that game and then fully came yep. back week 12. And week 12, he threw for three passing touchdowns. Again, against a you know a lighter defense in the in the Cardinals, uh, but it was on the road. And two of those three games where he threw for over three or th- over two uh, passing touchdowns where he hit three were also on the road. Only only one game at home this season with three passing touchdowns. Now the nice thing is he took care of the ball. He only had one game over one interception. So as you said, to his vision and his accuracy, yeah, he's checking those boxes, but he's going to need weapons. He's not going to be able to, you know, be a QB one working with Jordan Palmer and uh, DeAndre Carter and Gerald Everett. Like that's, that's just not going to happen. I would like to see them make a move. Maybe they, you know, leverage a pick. I feel like they're a piece away. You know, like if they had DeAndre Hopkins, oh my goodness, that you're just you're just making trouble now. I, that's that's going to be dirty if they could make a move like that. I don't think that they would be able to make a division move for Devontae Adams. That's that's just not no. going to happen. No. Yeah, that, that that wouldn't play out. But yeah, I think if they make an upgrade, we might be able to put Herbert back into this like you know like top five, top six conversation. But the way it's shaking out right now, like who who would you rather have? Uh, let's say in a, a dynasty startup. Well, let's just do redraft actually because I feel like Herbert's still the answer there. Justin Fields or Herbert for next season. Six point or four point? Six. Herbert. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Four, I mean, four the, point, the, the... It's, it's fields all day. Okay. Okay. All right. That's that's fair. That's fair. I would still probably lean fields right now, the way things uh, have shook, uh, shooken up because of the rushing upside. You're not seeing you know anything uh, from Herbert on the rushing side of things. 52 attempts, 148 yards. Those are quick little scrambles. Those, yep. those, those aren't anything. I mean, yep. Joe Burrow's got a higher rushing upside than that. You know what I mean? Uh, Pat- Patrick Mahomes is running a fair amount. Herbert is that prototypical rocket arm uh, pocket QB. So let's put some weapons around the pocket. You know, that's, that's, that's what we need. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I I agree with you there. And, and again, like he's one of those guys that has to run organically, like like when he feels necessary. They're not right. pulling out the you know, the quarterback runs by any means. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's no designed runs for him whatsoever, yep. unless you're you're sneaking, and that's not his run. That's a sneak. So right. Uh, be- before we get out of here, let me ask you a quick question. So I before the season made a bet on Dak Prescott to throw the most interceptions in the league. Currently, right now, going into the last week of the season, Prescott Cousins. And Derek Carr, obviously Derek Carr's not going to play, but Cousins and Prescott t- are tied with 14. Do I nice. have a chance that Prescott can throw more interceptions than Cousins this, this week? And this plays out plus, plus 5,000, by the way. Well, Kirk is in Chicago, and Dak is in D.C. You tell me, buddy. I'm the Chicago fan. You're the D.C. fan. So, Yeah, I, I mean, I... Dak has a better shot. Yeah, I I think it is Dak, and I don't want to say that because I have the bet, but I I do think that that's probably the better shot. You know, he's been throwing a lot recently. So Mm. I'm just praying that Cousins throws none, and Prescott can just throw one. (laughs) I mean, yeah. 
So what mm-hmm. what happens if there's a tie? Is, is that a cash? Is I don't know. It, it it does not say. I looked and it doesn't say. So I'm assuming they're going to pay it out because again, he would be leading the league. He just would be tied for the league. Tied. So yeah. I think it's gonna. I think it'll pass out. You know, as long as Cousins doesn't go have a a prime time Cousins game where he uh, throws for like two or three picks, I think it'll pay out. But uh, yeah, that that's something I have a heavy watch on this week when I'm watching the game. Is just come mm-hmm. on, Dak, throw an interception. <laughs> well, I I firmly believe. You know, we're the Bears are folding this week. All right. We're starting Nathan Peterman. All right. <laughs> Shout out <Or> Nate Peterman. <laughs> ex- exactly. He's gonna he's gonna keep Kirk Cousins and the Vikings on the field quite a bit. So take that however, you know, however you want to uh you know interpret it. If if he's gonna potentially have more opportunities for picks or he's just gonna put up a bunch of stats, you know. I yeah. don't think I don't think that they need to play for anything, the Vikings, do they? Uh I think it depends on what happens with the Eagles, but I think the I think they play at the same time. Oh, let's see, twelve and four, thirteen and three. So yeah, they they need to win it if they want to try and get the uh, the buy. Yes. And who do the Eagles play? The Eagles play the Giants. And Remember, ooh, it's all that's it. That's games. yeah, nice, nice. That that's that's a good little mix there because you got Minshew going up against the Giants in her division. I like it. I like it. What? No, no, no. Jalen Hurts is playing. No, 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 no. Oh, Jalen Hurts is playing. Yeah, I'm I'm almost positive. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just I just I didn't get the. Uh, Get the memo, I guess. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Hertz is, or at least uh, Sirianna came out and said that Hertz is most likely going to play. So unless something, mm-hmm. unless there's a setback this week, I think Hertz is going to get in there because again, that that buy is very crucial for them, especially with you know Hertz not being 100. Right. So I think that they're, uh, if, I, I think ultimately, he, I think he hopes that they get up a decent amount that they can pull Hertz a little bit and, and put Munchu mm-hmm. in there just to finish the game. But we'll see. Um, just you know, okay. shout out to everybody. I mean, they're playing for the they're playing for the buy though. So yeah. I mean, I got to I gotta imagine you just play the game out. Yeah, 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 definitely. I just, I, I think honestly, in you know, Sirianni's mind, he's probably like, shit. Let's let's try to get up like twenty points on the Giants if we can, and maybe just pull Hurts and see if we can just right. re- last with Minshew. But um, hey, uh, Sam Howe is playing this week as well for Washington. So oh I, I'm just saying for next year, if Howell's gonna be the guy, it's it at least watch to see what he can do in a game against a sure. comfortable defense. You know, the Cowboys have a good defense. So mm-hmm. if he goes out there and if he gets two touchdowns and kind of, I don't say balls out, but if he has himself a serviceable game, he might just wind up being the starter next year. So if you want to get a, an easy early look at Sam Howell, tune into the Washington game. Poor Heineke. Oh, dude, I know. I, I feel bad <laughs> for him. I really do. And and they they were they were going to name him the starter. He went and talked to Rivera and said, no, put, put Sam Howell in. Let's see what, what we got with the kid. Like, shout out to Heineke for doing that because I'm sure he really wants to play. But he should have played last week was the thing. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking... Fuck you. Fuck you, Ron. Uh... <sighs> 13 total touchdowns, six interceptions, and 1,800 passing yards for Mr. Heineke in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven games, eight, eight, nine games, nine games. His last game played, he finished 13 for 18 with two passing touchdowns and interception. I don't know if he was hurt or what happened, but that makes sense. The legend of Heineke will always live in my heart. This, This was set up inside the stadium for that playoff game where they play Tom Brady and they almost beat Tom Brady. Th- that would have been electric, but yeah, shout out to Heineke, man. Uh, the legend of Heineke lives on in my heart and uh, what he's done for the team, you know, has been, uh, has been very exciting to watch. He's obviously not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Like he's just not, but man, is he fucking so much fun to watch near far yeah. wherever <laughs> you are. He'll live on, be, man. He'll live on. I love it. I love it. Yeah, shout out, shout out Heineke. I, I always, I always love an underdog uh, team player, whatever it is. He's just got that underdog attitude vibe. I love all of it. 
Um, yep. His his busting with the boys interview is absolutely fantastic. Oh, I highly recommend. Highly <laughs> recommend for any listener. All right, been a long one. Add a good one. Appreciate everybody that wrote along with us. Be sure to download, review the podcast. We appreciate you. Uh, hit us up in the Discord with any questions. We did the top 12 quarterbacks. We're probably going to come around for 13 for, and 24 in the upcoming weeks. We got a lot of time to fill here. So looking forward to catching up with everybody in the offseason. We also, Andrew and I, we are, we're working on a couple of things behind the scenes that we're very excited about unrolling out here in the coming months. Be on the lookout for that. The network's growing, baby. SGPN. Let them know where they can find us, bud. To, uh, they can find us on the fucking moon when the rocket takes off. <laughs> That's right. That's right, baby. On the rocket ship. That's right. Yeah. S -s Secure the seat and just just wait for it to just fucking blast off one of these days. So uh, yeah, man, <laughs> I love it. But yeah, I mean, you can find us on Twitter. I am at a Rob A R A U B twenty three. I don't know what's going on in your mic, but it sounds like it's messing up at a very good time as we close out the show here. Oh, really? Is it, is it fine now? You sound like a robot, so I'm hoping that that's only my sound oh, and not the and not the listeners. <laughs> eh, you 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 uh, you melodied it out there, so you're 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 good now. But uh, you can find me at sgpnjb on Twitter. You can find us at SGPN Fantasy on the Twitter machine as well. Take care, be well, be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you. <laughs>